You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Sean Green, a longtime stand-up comedian and writer-producer, and uh, you know his work from MTV's Ridiculousness, and for uh, also uh, working on uh, Gronk's Crash Leads. Uh, he is the co-founder of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network uh, as well, and he's anchored uh, many uh, gambling and fantasy-related shows on Sirius XM and others. Sean, welcome to the show. I like the fact that you're a comedian and you also do gambling because in a lot of ways, you'll make bets that are comedy, aren't they? If you, if you look at a parlay and you go, you have to have a sense of humor to make this bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're laying out like a seven-team uh, parlay, you have to have a, a good sense of humor because odds are that that isn't going to hit. And again, you know, there's some hits, there's some misses, but you have to be able to laugh at your pain. Uh, with some of these bad beats. So, yeah, b- being in the comedy business certainly helps there. So when did you – what would you say you are more? Because, you know, we have these athletes that are track stars and football players, and you say, well, what are you more of? Are you more a gambling guy or more a comedian or the same? Well, I'd like to consider myself the uh, Bo Jackson of uh, <laughs> stand-up comedians and sports gambling uh, podcast hosts. You know, it's it's funny. I, I I don't really consider myself as a person one thing or the other. I, I kind of just all blended into performing. You know, a, a lot of my stand-up is me talking about sports-related stuff or, you know, some crazy gambling story on stage. I mean, uh, my comedy album, which you can get on, like, Spotify, uh, the name of it is This Loss Hurts Us All. And that's something my dad yelled after a uh, <laughs> Eagles game where we got embarrassed on national television. So, you know, that's a story I'll tell on the podcast or when I'm on stage. So, I don't know. It's it's not one or the other, really. It's uh, it's 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 a nice blend. Yeah, I remember um, when I was in college, I I played football and lacrosse, and then after I graduated, they dropped football. And so I was the only guy in the history of my college to play football and lacrosse. And so I told my friend, I go, Hey, I'm kind of the Jim Brown. Of this college, because I played football on the cross, and he's like, don't you ever mention him and you in the same sentence. I'm like, all right, I tried. I tried. All right, so as an Eagles fan, and uh, no offense, I was at Super Bowl 15. 
Um, but, you know, finally getting over the hump, and then you fire Doug Peterson. He's trying to do what he's told. He puts in Nate Sudfeld to lose on purpose. Now you're back in the playoffs, and you're playing Tampa Brady. How do you like it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 been a wild ride. I mean, if even just going back to the Doug Peterson era, I mean, they built a statue of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles outside the stadium. You know, two years after that, neither of those guys are on the team, uh, which is kind of crazy and, and shows you how, uh, you know, how short things can change in the NFL and especially in a market like Philadelphia. Um, you know, and for this Eagles team in particular, it's been two different teams. I mean, they were two and five. I was out there in Las Vegas, watched them get destroyed by the Raiders. And then, they, you know, a, a flip got switched. Nick Sirianni, after he got bullied by a bunch of uh, the Eagles fans telling them to run the ball, finally started running the ball and, and they were off to the races. So we played this Tampa team earlier in the season. Uh, they handled us pretty well, but I, it, it's tough to compare because we're a completely different team. Uh, we're a run-heavy attack Looks to be some weather coming up Sunday. I mean, again, you never want to face Tom Brady in the playoffs, although the last time we did face him in the playoffs, we beat him 41-33, Super Bowl 52. Uh, I mean, and his experience is crazy. I mean, he has 45 playoff games that he started. You compare that to Jalen Hurts, who hasn't even gotten to 20 games in the NFL, and certainly the experience is on the Buck side. But they're really banged up. Uh, we're playing with house money, which is a gambler. That's where you want to be. So we got nothing to lose, and uh, I like our chances. Do you think that uh, Hertz is the guy, or are you looking at a quarterback in the draft? Yeah, I like Hertz. Um, I know there's been a lot of back and forth, but what I really like about Hertz is, I mean, A, he creates explosive plays. Some of it's with the run, but some of it's you know him scrambling around the pocket, throwing downfield. I mean, again, the most valuable thing you can have in sports is a good NFL quarterback on a rookie contract. So I think to run him out of town and restart at, at, at zero, to me, is crazy. Like, they have three first-round picks. They have a ton of cap space. And Jalen Hurts continues to get better. I mean, I, I think last game he played against uh, the Washington football team, that was one of his best games, throwing the ball. I'll be honest. It, it doesn't show up in the score uh, – in the stat line, but that was one of his best games. So again, he's, he's, he keeps looking better. I mean, he had some issues maybe with the deep ball accuracy now and again, but I, I, I've really seen some progress from him and I think they'd be crazy to, you know, give up on him this early into the process, especially when there's not like a slam dunk pick uh, in the NFL draft and, and the free agents that are available. I mean, you have to give up so much to get them. Uh, would I want Aaron Rodgers on, on the Eagles? Sure. But is he want to play here? What do you have to give up? Uh, there's there's a million different things. So I, I think for now, Hertz is a really good option going forward. Yeah, this doesn't look like a big quarterback draft this time around. We're talking with Sean Green from Sports Gambling Podcasts Network. Um, one more question about that game, because most people feel, uh, as do I, that that's maybe the biggest mismatch with the Eagles and the Bucks, But yet... Last year, the Bucks played Washington, and Taylor Heineke put the fear of the good Lord into Tom Brady. Does that give you hope? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw dirt on Tom Brady's grave because uh, you know, that people who've done that before have looked pretty foolish. But you look at this Bucks team and the way they finished down the stretch. I mean, you watch that Panthers game. 
I, I know the score doesn't reflect it, but uh, they were really getting worked by the Panthers early in that game. Eventually, it kind of got out of hand. Or even that Jets get. I mean, they were down two touchdowns when Antonio Brown lost his mind and threw his shoulder pads into the stadium. And that's the other thing, too. Like, at some point, losing all these weapons, I think, really is going to hurt the Bucks. It's just down to Mike Evans and, uh, you know, Gronk. Both are great uh, receiving targets. But I think not having Antonio Brown and uh, not having Godwin, I, I think, really will impact um, their offense. And, again, I, I think this Eagles rush attack, they're number one in the NFL, and you know the ability to run the ball in the playoffs can never be um, overvalued in my mind. How much stock do you put into you know when when gamblers will say you know Tom Brady in the playoffs is zero and four against the NFC East when talking about the spread? He's never covered. Now this is a whole new day, a whole new team, but it is an NFC East team. Do you put any stock in that? Uh you know I I think maybe to some degree because of the type of uh, teams he's played in the NFC East. I mean, the, you know, those two Giants teams obviously had really good defensive lines. Uh, the 2017 Eagles team, uh, they had a really good defensive line. They didn't play amazing in the Super Bowl. And then the, uh, the Eagles lost uh, to the, uh, the Patriots in that first Super Bowl against them. They did backdoor the spread there. Uh, Pats were favored. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something to take a look at. I do think this Bucks offensive line is is pretty solid. I think if the Eagles get pressure, it's going to be uh, with like a Fletcher Cox or Javon Hargrave. And if you can get that interior pressure, that really seems to uh, rattle him the most. But I think it's more just going to be, I, you know, when Tom Brady can get rid of the ball so quick, I think it's just going to be, can he sync up with these receivers? And can Darius Slay slow down uh, Mike Evans? And then finally, will they be able to slow down Gronk? I think Gronk for the Eagles is the biggest mismatch. So if you're playing like daily fantasy or player props, I think Gronk is going to be our, 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 you know, our biggest weakness. But if we can at least slow down Mike Evans and some of those ancillary receivers, I think we'll be in a good spot. We just have about a minute. Tell me a little bit more about gambling in New York. You know, it's not OTB, it's legal. Yeah, you know, the uh, all these millions of people in New York are finally – making their first sports bet. Uh, now it's obviously people have probably been gambling in uh, New York city <laughs> and upstate New York for a long time. But uh, yeah, again, it's, it's an awesome time to be involved in the space. And uh, yeah, if you're new to gambling, we got a ton of free content, free picks, free podcasts, uh, free articles. And we got a whole app. You can just type in SGPN in the app store and uh, yeah, it's all free. We have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, I think it's I think it's great for the industry. Um, generates a lot of tax revenue for the states, and it's good that you know instead of some uh, wise guy at a pizza parlor, you're actually dealing with a legit company that has a customer service department uh, that won't break your legs if there's a payment issue. So I, I think it's all a step in the right direction. I do like the magnanimous view of it creates tax revenue for the state. Deep down, you don't really care about that, do you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it's a good sell, right? It's about the kids, the schools. <laughs> All right. Good stuff from uh, Sean Green, SGPN, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to check that out. Hey, Sean, uh, if you're ever doing a club in uh, San Francisco, come on by, man. Oh, for sure. Thanks, uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, Coast to Coast. And around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, always great to catch up with a uh, comedian. And uh, first time we're having him on the show, Eric Schwartz. He is at Helium Portland uh, tomorrow night, all part of the Feel Good Tour. Uh, Eric, uh, the Feel Good Tour, why do you call it that? Are you spreading love and happiness? Well, it's because I was so sick of the pandemic. I was like, I just want to feel good again. And uh, I thought that's what, what everyone was uh, wanting wanting to have out of out of a show. I loved your uh, your little bumper music coming back in. It's kind of Rick Tittle, ah ah, Rick Tittle, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that's catchy. Well, you make so many good songs, parody songs, and others. Um, I'm I'm putting you on the spot, but what what would you come up with with a Rick Tittle song? Oh, okay. All right, let's let's try one. I don't know what's gonna come out, but let's try it. All okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Oh, I'm looping it, Rick Tittle. Yeah, I'm looping it, Rick Tittle. Yeah, I'm looping it. Oh shoot! I got one more time. One more time. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Rick Tittle. Yeah. Rick Tittle and Schwartzy in the middle. Byline of the sports with your boy Eric Schwartz. Hey, it's the byline with my fly rhymes. All right, so you know, <laughs> we got to work on it. <laughs> but that's how you do it. You you mess up forty times, and then you go, oh yeah, that part works, and then you get you know the Rick Tittle song. But it's weird though because like when you see me, like your listeners can't see me. I'm a bald dude with glasses. You were like, why is NBA Commissioner Adam Silver <laughs> on my show? I thought we were, had a comedian. But, well, I'm making that my that's new bumper music now. I'm gonna throw oh, that. Oh, really? In. Oh, yeah. You you just gave up all your intellectual property to that one. I signed my life away. I signed my life away. <laughs> well, this I, is. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's cool to be on a on a sports radio. I'm I'm not a like a big sports guy, but I admire you guys. Like I really like to listen 
to sports radio because you guys are like the guy that I want to be like that alpha male guy <laughs> like that. I want to be that guy who just like wakes up in the morning and eat eggs raw out of the shell. Ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not that I'm the guy. I got my glasses on. I'm a wimp. I take them off pimp. You know what I'm saying? I got you. And, and listen, I'm, yeah, I played football in college. That was in the 80s. I have glasses on, too. So it's oh, it's so. not like I'm sitting here eating rocks and chopping wood. You know, I try, though. Like, I wear a um, Chargers hat, mm-hmm. and people go, oh, you're a Chargers fan? They suck. You know, like, they get all in my face. They suck. Chargers suck. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, I don't even watch the game. <laughs> yeah, I, had I a- just like the hat, you know? Yeah. I'm a fan of the graphic designer. Where's his trophy? And plus, in your logo, you got a lightning bolt anyway, Eric Schwartz. Yes, exactly. That's why I wear the Chargers, because I love energy. I like it. I had a relative from Germany come over here years ago, and he was in town, and he bought a Giants baseball hat. And then his trip took him to Hawaii, and he said one of the thrills of his life, he never felt more American. He was watching, walking on the beach in Hawaii, and some guy said, Hey, man, how are the Giants doing? And he said he panicked, but he went, Great. And the guy went, Cool. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I, I, that was my big test, and I passed. There's something about wearing the team's gear that you become the expert of that to the outside world, right? <laughs> right. It's like I used to have a shirt on that said recycle, you know, like a recycle symbol. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't wear the shirt anymore because what if I throw something away in the wrong bin? <laughs> because it's too much pressure. That's I why- can't be the statistician for the giants by wearing a giant's hat you know (laughs) so have you um uh with the hair is that a preemptive strike because i have a friend who started to go bald and he's like screw it i'm not going to watch this happen i'm doing it all now yeah no i'm uh i'm natural you know and i get the weirdest questions uh about uh my hair uh they go people ask this is the most common question any bald dude out there did you ever have hair No, no. I was born a snake. <laughs> I spent the first 12 years of my life in a heated terrarium, and then I sprouted hair. They were like, let him out. He's a mammal. And I got it. This is the dumbest. This, and then this is the other one. They say, they go, um, they go, uh, they go, you got to come meet my friend because you look exactly like him. And it's the other bald dude at the party. And yeah. then I meet the guy. And he's the ugliest dude <laughs> I've ever seen. Well, it's like that curb where he's in the lineup and there's a black bald guy in him and the guy can't pick him out. He goes, all I see is bald. Yeah. We, you, look, look at our faces, okay? That's what I'm, I, as a bald dude, standing up for other bald dudes, look at us. We look different. You're just seeing the shapes, okay? <laughs> like, I think, uh, what's the guy? The guy on uh, ESPN, I think he is. He's Scott a sports Van guy. Pelt. That guy... Scott Van Pelt is like doing a disservice to us bald dudes by saying we look like all each other, you know, um, because we don't. We we. I mean, Scott Van Pelt has way bigger um, bone structure than me. I'm very I'm very fragile. I'm very. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a work of art, and he is a block of rock. There you go. Eric Schwartz is with us. Um, just a couple more questions. Uh, many times I've had Michael Ian Black on the show. Now he's Michael Ian Schwartz. But, oh, again, black, but, yes. But he goes Sports by black. black. Did anybody say, uh, you know, to, to change it to black? Oh, I actually, I used to be called um, uh, Jack Superstar, but I changed it to Eric Schwartz as <laughs> I wanted to sound more normal. You were Steve Stryker, and that was a lame yeah. name. And 
Yeah, I was like, you know, how do we tone this down a little bit? I gotta, I don't want to be on the on on stage breaking couples up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why like, can't so you like, be like him? <laughs> yeah, like I had to ugly myself up a little bit, put these glasses on, and now you're safe to come to my show with your significant other. And you join the Schwartz Force. The Schwartz Force. That's my, how you how you did your research. The oh, Schwartz yeah. Force. That's my that's my people. The Schwartz Force. Um, but yeah, and I came. I come from. Uh, I looked at you. Are you are you in California sometimes too? Like I saw something like you were a, a California sports fan as well. Uh, yeah, I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, you're in San Francisco. Yeah, I actually yeah. grew up in, in Southern California, mm-hmm. and um, and I I I'm a product of a divorce, and uh, I grew up as um, a quarter step Mexican. So I am I come up with a, a mixed a mixed family. My my stepfather is Mexican, so I represent. You know, what I'm saying? that doesn't mean you're in La Raza though. Uh, I but I no I'm not <laughs> I'm not in La Raza but I I represent for la cultura. Okay? Ah, that's right. That's why you wear the cultura t-shirts, right? Cultura, yeah. That's my. I have a whole t-shirt thing, cultura. And when I say it, like I mean it, dude. Like I say it with my entire body, like cultura. Like I say it, ah, and sometimes good. my huevos go adentro. <laughs> but do you say are those nachos kosher? Right, you got to mix the cultures. Right, I'm also Jewish, so. Um, Growing up, we had Hanukkah, and uh, we our rule was in our house: you got to count to ten in Hebrew before you open your presents, right? So I would count in Hebrew, be like, "Echad Taim Shalosh Arba Chamesh Sheish Siete Ocho Nueve You know, Shalom, I, <laughs> we only got time for one more question, but yeah, you know, I was just in New York, and um, back there. Uh, people of your faith rock the yarmulke. We don't really do it out here in Ventura County in San Francisco. Why are there no yarmulkes out here? Um. Well, you know, the sun, you know, you need that vitamin D. You need that extra vitamin D. And with a bald guy like me, I have kind of a built-in yarmulke. I really don't know. I'm not, you know, just because I wear the Jew jersey doesn't mean I'm the, the expert Jew, on everything Jew. Jew <laughs> well, the vitamin D, you must be soaking it in. Oh, dude, I don't even, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. I am proficient. <laughs> well, listen, uh, everybody make sure to get to Helium Portland, uh, heliumcomedy.com, one of the great clubs. That's tomorrow night. And Eric, if you ever do the punchline or cobs down here in San Francisco, come on in studio and we'll have some kosher food. For sure, man. I'll bring you, you a yarmulke. You're listening to the Rick Tittle podcast on the eight side network. Stay tuned for more. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Here to talk about his road rage tour. Anthony, welcome to the show. And I know you're from Westchester. And I always wondered, as a Bay Area guy... If you're from one of the five boroughs, do you look at Westchester as kind of like rich people, or are you kind of included as a New Yorker? So funny you said that. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I've, I've, I've got friends all over the place, and my friends that were born and raised in, like, Queens and Brooklyn, you know, they're like, hey, where are you from? And I'm like, Westchester. And they're like, oh, really? So, I mean, you grew up in the country your whole life? I'm like, it's not the country. <laughs> I might have just a couple more trees and a little less concrete than you in my backyard. That's about it. But uh, I'm 10 minutes from the Bronx. Now I grew up in New Rochelle. So, uh, yeah, I, I used to get that all the time. They, they used to think that I live in the country. Like, I have cows just walking around my backyard. <laughs> yeah, so how long would it take you to get to the South Bronx to Yankee Stadium? Oh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so with no, with no traffic, 15 minutes. During a game, uh, four hours. But they like, to, they like to sound superior and call you bridge and tunnel, huh? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because I need one to get to anywhere. Yeah, that's what I get out here in Oakland, and they, they sort of, yeah. people in San Francisco and Bridge and Tunnel. All right, so <laughs> you grow up, uh, you know, Italian, obviously, uh, and then, of course, that culture, you got the American culture, you got the old country, and it's a, a, a mix that you found very comedic, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it. it, it, it I thought it was just, my family and a few others. And then when I started doing, you know, sharing my, my situations online with the characters that I created, that was all to create an audience. I never thought the audience would be this big and, you know, continuing to grow. Um, then I thought it was just Italians. And then, you know, Portuguese, Greek, Argentinian, Russian. I mean, anybody that was raised old school, their parents had that same mentality. And when I found that, it was pretty much universal that old school mentality, I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize how many people were raised just as screwed up as I was with the same things that I, I grew up with, you know, like in the wintertime. I mean, God forbid you put the heat on in the house before, like, my dad felt it was okay. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you're sitting there in a hunting jacket. You think we might want to use the heat? I mean, I'm, I, I literally have a runny nose and a cold from being home. <laughs> I want to I wanna be warm. So it was just that, that very stubborn, set-in-their-ways uh, mentality. And it's nice to see that uh, a lot of people were raised that way. I remember uh, Chris Stefano was in here, and he was telling me, you know, as a Italian-American himself down there from, um, I think he's from Long Island City, and he said uh, the, 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 the little put-down the Italians use, which we don't even use out here, even with the Italians out here, is half a, but, you know, you, you're, half, yeah. you're half a blank. You're half an idiot because you're not even yep. good enough to be a full idiot. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Chris is awesome, but uh yeah, he's spot on with that also. 
My father used to use that. And, and you know, there, there is a difference between first generation and second generation. Like, my, you know, my father's a heavy accent. So there are times that he would insult me, and he wouldn't insult me correctly. He would mix up <laughs> the insult or whatever he was trying to tell me. And God forbid I left. <laughs> I would get, I, I, I mean, listen, I got disciplined. So I would get disciplined and then a lecture as to why he doesn't speak perfect English. Like, you know, if I ask for something, let's say I ask for $20, he'd mm. give me 20 And then if I realize, wow, that was easy to get 20 I could use another 20 And I would say, Dad, can I have, actually, I need 40 And he goes, oh, my God. He goes, am I, you're never satisfied. You always want the ham egg. And he wanted to say arm and leg. <laughs> and if I left, <laughs> my life was over. <laughs> and he would tell me, oh, you speak one language, I speak one and a half. I'm a more better than you. I'm like, oh, did you say more better? I would laugh again. My life would end again. So it was, uh, it was very interesting growing up. But, yeah, they had a whole bunch of sayings. Half of that, I got that all the time. You have to be a cat with nine lives over there, man. Oh, uh, well, you have to be very quick <laughs> on your feet. <laughs> couple more questions for Anthony Rodia. Um, the thing that always made me laugh out here in San Francisco is when my Italian friends, their dad, who was, you know, also from out here, if they got mad, they might act like they were connected, like a made guy, because they go, you know, I might gotta, might gotta make a call, you know, Joy Bananas, and I'm like, I got you ain't in the mob, shut up. Right. So, how often did you get somebody in your family go, oh, I might have to make a call, you know? No, I never got, I never got that. I knew there were a couple of uncles in my family that would never be at work, but always have nice things. So I kind of put <laughs> together. Um, no, I, I wouldn't get let's make a call what my dad would do. And this was so, I mean, this would never, never, uh, you would never get, get uh, away with this today. He would give, like, I, I grew up in a very close-knit Italian community when I was a young kid. And, like, you know, people would be outside in the summertime with little tables and chairs outside their house, you know, eating Italian ices and stuff. Very close-knit. He would give, like, next-door neighbors, like, permission to discipline me. I'm like... Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, he would look at my next-door neighbor and go, Hey, Saul, if you ever see my son, Anthony, act like he's not supposed to act, you smack the hell out of him. I'm like, no, I, what do you want me to run down the block like a parade? Is everyone's beating me? I'm like, what? how do you give permission to other people? Um, that's what I would get the most of. He would never have to make a phone call. Um, he would, the only phone call he would make all the time, and he did this, like, as I was, like, 18. I'm like, all right, Dad, it's, it's enough. Cut it out. He would go, uh... Oh, you don't want to behave? I guess I'm going to call the Santa Claus and tell him and they'll bring you nothing for Christmas. I'm like, I'm 18, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. Make the phone call. Can I speak to him when you're, when you're on the line with Santa? Oh, that's that was great. The phone call he would threaten to make. When I coached high school football for a while, there was a, it's funny you say that because there was this one Italian father, and, and he was American, but he came in one time and he said, hey, uh, you know, if my son gives you any lip, you kick his ass. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> right, yo, he would, he would tell, he would, uh, after like nine years old, uh, my mother wouldn't allow him to come to parent-teacher nights. <laughs> because he, he would tell the teacher, they were like, hey, listen, his grades are really good, but he's a little bit of a class clown. He always has to make people laugh. He doesn't, he goes, listen, I know you're not supposed to because you probably get in trouble with the school, but between me and you, if my son and all listen and take the rule and smack one time on the hand, he'll listen, trust me. 
And my, I would come to school, and my teachers were like, Anthony, is there anything going on at home that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm like, no, why? <laughs> so your, your, your father gave us permission to hit you. Is he beating you? I'm like, yeah, once in a while, but it's all good. My whole family gets beat. We're good. <laughs> That's too funny. So I know in Italy, I've been to Italy, I love Italy, but like whoever is south of you is worthless and they work it all the way down to Sicily and the, the, the yeah. town, the town south of you is for dogs and losers and all that. It's so funny how it works like that. But where, where is your family from in Italy? <laughs> Ironically, Northern Italy. Oh. <laughs> are they like Ligurian, where, like Genoa? My, uh, well, I'm, I'm not really done. Uh, my parents were both born in Avellino, uh, ah. province of Avellino, about three hours South of Rome. Um, but it's so fun. But that, that goes with every, like if you're not from, See, I always say there's so much, like, prejudice when it comes to Italians with Italians, like, from where you're from, like, region prejudice. And I get it at my shows. Like, I, I had an 80-year-old woman when I was performing in Toronto before, you know, this whole pandemic, and she came up to me and she's, oh, I love your show. Your show is beautiful. I never laughed so much. I said, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And she goes, where's your family from? I think you're Sicilian. I said, no, I'm not really done. She goes, you guys all teeth. And she walked away. <laughs> she just called me a thief. I didn't steal anything from you, you nut job, you four and a half foot nut job. <laughs> and it's so funny because they have all these like stereotypes about different types of Italian. Like my wife is Calabrese. Mm -hmm. So, you know, oh, I yeah. always say if God forbid my wife ever needed brain surgery, they would need a chisel to chisel back three inches of the cement that's in front of her brain because she's the most... <laughs> I could tell my wife the sky is blue. She'll go, no, it's like, it's like kind of like, um, you know, I think it's ombre. It's ombre. This guy's ombre. She can't just admit that I'm right and she uh, never admits that she's wrong. But, uh, yeah, it's funny, man. If, if you're from different regions, there's different stereotypes all over the place. Yeah, I had a friend who was Calabrese, and he said everybody was on his ass at all times about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, they're known to be thick-headed. So, <laughs> Avellino, is that in Campania? No, so Avellino, I, I, it might be close to Campania. I know all I know is I, I when I, I I've been there like sixteen times. Yeah, like never a vacation, always a family trip, and I always come back sixteen pounds heavier. Right, I would fly into Rome, and then it was a three-hour ride uh, to a small town called Senino. Uh, in the providence of Avellino. Okay. Um, I, but I, to tell you the truth, like I, I get people that come to my shows and they're like, yeah, Avellino, yeah, my town, it's like 15 minutes south. You know the big church over <laughs> by Avellino? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you make a right. Oh, yeah, I know you live. They walk away. I'm like, I have no idea where uh. the church in Avellino is. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we're in Michigan, dude. I don't know where the church in Avellino is. I've, I've been, been to, uh, yeah, now there's churches on every corner too, but I've been to right. Pompeii and Sorrento and, 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 you know, down there in Naples. So is your family, do they root for Napoli or are they like, uh, more like Roma or Lazio? No, they're all Napoli. Mm. Yeah, they, they root for Napoli. Yeah. My grandfather, God forbid I go to his house with a soccer jersey and it's not Napoli. I'm like disowned from the family. So he loved Diego Armando Maradona. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sad. I was his player. Yeah. And, and and the funny thing is, you know, I don't even watch soccer. Yeah. I, I watch it if they're in the World Cup or the Euro Cup, but I don't really watch soccer. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he'll always say it. If the, the, the Napoli game is on, he goes, hey, who you, who you like? I said, oh, my team is Napoli. That's my grandson. I'm like, yeah, I don't watch soccer. I mean, I don't understand. Uh, so he'll always have to threaten me when, like, the soccer game is on. I remember my... Uh... My buddy uh, Pietro, his his grandfather was visiting from Italy, and he talked about uh, you know he was there in World War II, 
and uh, he goes, you know, the Germans, they were in my house, and they were good guys, and then so the Americans were coming up, and uh, we, were affair- we were afraid of the Americans. And I go, you were, you were afraid of the Americans? He goes, yeah, because I heard they had black guys. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it was just too funny. And then he goes, and you know what else? You know what else we did that was smart? We started losing, so we switched sides. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. But but see the mentality, but like their mentality <laughs> is absolutely like like my father. He says some things backwards, and I'm like, dude, that makes no sense. <laughs> and then when you think about it, you're like, wow, is there something wrong with that? It actually like my father gives directions. He told a friend of mine how to get to his house upstate in the country by Albany, and he goes, yeah. So when you go down to Durham Road, you're gonna pass a school. On your left-hand side, keep a go, and then make a U-turn when you get to the school, and then when you make the U-turn, make you first right. I'm like, why don't you just tell me to make the, the left before the school? Because you can't see the school when the left comes. <laughs> you don't know that it's the left before the school. So that's why you got to go to the school and make a U-turn, and then make you first to right. I'm like... Oh, my God, it actually makes sense. It actually does. And speaking of Albany, <laughs> Anthony Rodia will be at The Egg January 21st. Check out rodeacomedy.com to check out more of the Road Rage Tour. Hey, Anthony, thanks for coming on, man. If you're ever in San Francisco, come on in the studio. We'd like to have you. Yeah, well, I'll actually be in California uh, up and down in March, so I'll definitely. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.